As an entrepreneur and business owner, it is important to understand your business's financial situation. I've found that if you relate your business to how you run your home successfully, your business will thrive. Hi, I'm Laura Street, founder and owner of Sunstone Debt Solutions. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Home and Business Chapter by Chapter, where we relate business books to our home and business. This season, we are reading Free to Focus by Michael Hyatt. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Home and Business Chapter by Chapter. This week, we are working through Chapter 1 called Formulate, Decide What You Want. At the end of chapter one, we will create our productivity vision. As Michael Hyatt says, quote, you need to be able to picture it in your head and get crystal clear on what you want your life to look like and why it matters to you. Why do we want to be more productive and how will our home and business thrive through our new ability to really be productive instead of just thinking that we are? Let's look a little closer at what productivity is. Are we being productive when we just try to work harder and faster? Why do we choose to put ourselves in a situation where we are trying to cram more tasks into the same amount of time? Do we want to be exhausted while working by pushing our minds and bodies past our comfortable limits? And to what end? This chapter teaches us about three productivity objectives. Michael Hyatt talks about how the first two are very common, but not very effective. Those two objectives are efficiency and success. We all have work that we want to get done to make our home life and business successful. We try to be efficient in our tasks because we want to experience success but still have time to enjoy our life. But as we'll learn from Michael Hyatt, trying to be efficient and trying to increase our success does not work. The first objective that we'll look at is efficiency. We think that if we're able to work faster, that will lead to a higher efficiency. Because the faster that we work, the more we're supposed to get done. Think about that for a moment. Have you ever spent the day super focused on your to-do list? You keep your head down, you limit your breaks, you just work as fast as you can to get everything done. I have. I've worked through many lunch breaks at my desk just trying to get one more thing finished. And at the end of the day, we can look at our list and feel proud of what we've accomplished and happy by what we've finished. That's great. But does it make your list any shorter tomorrow? And after working so hard all day, do you feel energized and ready to have fun? Or just exhausted and ready to plant yourself on the couch or even just go to bed? Michael Hyatt brings up the fact that the efficiency concept that we strive for today is based on the late 19th and early 20th centuries when factories were really starting to develop. Factories made more money when their employees worked faster. This was done by effectively turning them into robots working on a conveyor belt. By one worker focusing on one repetitive task, they are going to become faster and faster at completing that task. This makes sense as it relates to our own businesses. Think about the first time that you needed to update or even create a website page on your own. For me, it took a couple of days to make all of the links work and to get my images just right. I spent a lot of time searching YouTube for tutorials on how to achieve basic results. Now think about making updates after you've done it a few times. I know it's easier for me and a lot faster. Even if I don't have it all locked in, at the very least, now when I need to do something, I don't need to start with watching a video. The problem with becoming more efficient is that, 
As our pace increases, so does our work. We shave off minutes or even hours only to fill them back up with more work to accomplish. For example, in my business, I'm always adding to my to-do list. I can finish up my work that needs to be done for the day, like updating my website, writing a script for a podcast, or working on my marketing and be really happy that it's all done. But then I think about the time that I have left in the day. Could I create some new social media strategies or take a course on how to write content? Of course I could, and now I have the time. Today. But then I've just added more work to my list. It seems to always grow. At home, I can finish washing the laundry and feel happy that that task is done. I am really not a fan of doing laundry. But then there's the idea of, when was the last time I cleaned the seal on my front-loading washing machine? Or, I've recently read a blog that says that we should clean out the drum of the washer. I've never done that. Poof, more stuff on the list. Just because we can work faster doesn't mean we're ever going to get the work done. So it seems that efficiency is not the objective we should be chasing. It's great to get better at tasks and to learn new skills, but being so efficient that we have more time to do more work isn't the answer. The second productivity objective that Michael Hyatt talks about is success. Are we going to become more productive if we direct our focus on increasing our success? Now don't get me wrong, I want success for my home and business, and I'm sure you do too. But here's the sticking point. What does success look like? If we keep trying for more, 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 where is the limit? When are we done? In our business, if we're trying to sell more products or schedule more clients, when is success reached? How many more products will make us successful? And how many clients do we need to think that we've made it? At home, if we strive to have the most beautiful decorations up each holiday or we schedule our children for daily activities, we could have the illusion of success by reputation. But we're really creating more work and stress. More work to perfect the design of the decor. More work that our children need to do in their activities. More stress because of the crunch time to get everything done. Is that really success? Is that the end goal? Exhaustion and probably resentment? Resentment from our tired children or for the time it took up to put up all the decorations that will just need to be taken down soon? The third productivity objective that Michael Hyatt presents in this chapter is freedom. Michael Hyatt says, quote, Productivity should free you to pursue what's most important to you. Last week I mentioned the four different kinds of freedom that are discussed in the book. As a reminder, the four freedom objectives are freedom to focus, freedom to be present, freedom to be spontaneous, and freedom to do nothing. Now let's explore each freedom objective deeper. The first freedom objective is freedom to focus. Do you have trouble being able to focus on one thing? When was the last time that you focused only on one task? You didn't talk to anybody, you didn't get distracted by anything, you just focused. Can you remember a time? I can't. Even when I'm trying to focus on reconciling an account for a client, I'm still partially listening for my dog in case he wants to go outside, or I'm opening up emails when I get the ping. At home, I can be sitting in on my son's virtual piano lesson, but I might be thinking about dinner, what we're going to do this weekend, or thinking about who might be able to babysit in a month when it's time to go out for our anniversary. It's hard to focus on one task. Currently, we aren't trained to do that. 
It's so important for us to have freedom to focus. It's not as easy as it sounds, but we'll learn how to get better at it when we get further into this book. The second freedom discussed in this chapter is freedom to be present. I think we all know that being present just doesn't mean physically taking up space. It means to really be a part of what's going on around you. We've often heard to live in the now, and that is what it means. Not many of us are able to leave work at work. Instead, we tend to think about projects that need to get done. There have been times that I'm in the middle of finishing up a project, but I'm thinking about starting the next one. If I could be present in the task, I would be able to focus more clearly and get it all wrapped up. Sometimes I'll even be sitting at dinner making a checklist of what's left to accomplish on my weekly goals. I don't even need to do that. It's all on my calendar. But it's still hard for me to be fully present when I'm not working. I even have difficulty being present when I'm spending time with my family. We can be on a hike or at a children's birthday party and I'll be thinking about the laundry or if there will be time to cook the dinner that I planned for for that night. Why? What benefit does that serve my family, my business, or myself? It is so important to be able to enjoy the freedom to be present. It is so much better to enjoy what is around us and the wonderful life that we're living. The third freedom objective is the freedom to be spontaneous. This is not a freedom that resonates with me. I'm not really the spontaneous type. But I think it would be nice to be able to plan things only a few days out. My family lives in Oregon. We are a couple hours from the coast and a couple of hours from the mountains. It would be nice to wake up in the morning and decide to take a day trip to go whale watching in the spring or go skiing at Mount Hood Meadows or Timberline. But our schedules are so rigid that it's not that easy to just decide to go. If we have real productivity, we would be able to enjoy real free time. We could wake up and decide, let's go to the coast, and off we could go. It is important to be able to have the freedom to be spontaneous, even if it isn't a natural instinct. The final freedom objective seems to be the most foreign to me. It's the freedom to do nothing. Now don't get me wrong, there are times that I plop myself in front of Netflix and do nothing but watch a show or movie. But the problem is, I'm usually not doing nothing. I'm not usually fully enjoying a comedy or following the detective trail. It is common for women to deal with the invisible work of mental load. This is all of the work that gets done that not everyone thinks about and is usually unseen. It's things like deciding what's for dinner, internally planning the carpool, thinking about gifts and cards for special occasions. Basically, it's thinking work, or as it's sometimes called, worry work. It's because of this mental load that we should really try to achieve the freedom to do nothing. Our bodies and our minds need to take a break. We need to be still. We need to do nothing. Like Michael Hyatt says, Creativity depends on times of disengagement. Which one of those freedoms is the most important? Well, if we have the freedom to focus while working, we'll get all the other three freedoms at home. And that's why this book is called Free to Focus. If we can focus at work or our business and be productive, we won't worry about work when we're at home. If we can focus and be productive at home, we will be able to be more present when we're with our families. With the right focus, we will have the freedom to be present, to be spontaneous, or to just do nothing. So what do you think? Which of these three main objectives that I've talked about do you think will make you more productive? Is it to be efficient and work faster to do more? Is it to concentrate on being successful 
without really stopping to discover what success is? Or is it to become free to focus? I hope your answer is to be free to focus because that's what this whole season of the podcast is all about. By the end of this book, we will have all of the tools that we need to achieve more by doing less. We do less by working only on what we do best. We can achieve that by eliminating the busy work that eats away our time and by delegating tasks when possible to someone who is more suited to the work. Michael Hyatt says, quote, We should design our lives first and then tailor our work to meet our lifestyle objectives. I'm pretty sure we don't do that. Have you ever heard or read that as Americans, we tend to live to work? Our identities rely a lot on what our jobs are. How many times have you met someone new and the first thing one of you asks is, what do you do? We all take that to mean, what kind of job do you do during the week? I don't only want to be known as a bookkeeper and financial coach. I am a strong, smart, sometimes funny or silly woman. I am happily married to my husband and I'm very proud to be the mom of my son. I like to hike, paint, knit, and read. I pick up rocks that are pretty, and my favorite color is pink. One of my goals for my family is to travel to other countries and explore other cultures. I want to design my work and home life to be able to achieve all of my lifestyle objectives. I want to work so that I can live my life fully. To achieve that kind of result, productivity, not efficiency, needs to expand. To gain the freedom that we're seeking from the endless grind of work, we need to concentrate on our productivity vision. If we just keep trying different efficiency tasks that we've learned from blogs, nothing is going to change. We can try all the life hacks from the memes that seem like a good idea, but they aren't going to work either until we rethink the idea of productivity. As said by Michael Hyatt, productivity should ultimately give you back more time, not require more of you. We've almost reached the end of this first chapter, Formulate, so it's almost time for us to do our productivity vision exercise. To properly work through the exercise, we need to ask ourselves, what do we want out of life? How many hours or days do we want to work per week? Do we want to work evenings or weekends? Remember, what is important to you might not be important to someone else. Don't focus on that. Instead, think about what's really important to you. Write it down. Look at it often. This is where we design our life so that we can tailor our own work and home, like Michael Hyatt said. One last quote from Michael Hyatt for this chapter. Quote, Productivity gives you the freedom to choose what you want to focus your time and energy on. So now it's time to focus on homework. Don't worry, it's a short exercise. The instructions have us first determining what productivity looks like for us one year from now. For this exercise, we have total control of time and an unlimited budget. The second step is to reduce that vision into three words. The final step involves two columns, one for the reason why the vision is important and one for what is at risk if we don't try to make this vision a reality. Remember, we're going to work through these chapters differently than intended, right? Well, when you're filling in your productivity vision, I want you to do two visions. The first productivity vision will be for your home. You're going to decide what you'd like productivity to be like in your home. Do you want your home tasks to be evenly split throughout the week or month? Or do you want to get everything done in one day each week? Do you want to be fully responsible for everything? 
or would you rather have someone else do part of it? Work through each of the steps only focusing on your home and what would be your productivity vision for it. Next, focus only on your business. In one year, how would your business be running if you had total control of time and an unlimited budget? Fill out this vision for only your business. Once you've completed both visions, you're done. Save them in a binder or a folder if you've printed them, or create a single file for all of your work on your computer if you filled them out as a PDF. We won't be using these visions next week, but we will be visiting them again soon. The most convenient way for you to receive these worksheets is for me to send them to you. If you haven't registered yet, you can sign up to get these weekly exercises delivered to your inbox, along with examples of my completed exercises and some other resources by going to www.sunstonedebtsolutions.com forward slash focus. You can also find the link to this exercise in the show notes for this episode. The show notes can be found at sunstonedebtsolutions.com and click on the podcast link at the top of the page. Next Wednesday, we will cover Chapter 2, Evaluate. We will learn about passion and proficiency, and we will group our daily tasks into the four zones of productivity. We will do this exercise for both our home tasks and our business tasks. After all, we want to be productive and organized in all aspects of our lives so that we will have the freedom to live the life that we want. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and will continue to join us. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review to show your support. Also, please share this podcast, Home and Business, chapter by chapter, with anyone that you think would like it. See you next week. Da, 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 da.